Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 39. I'm your host, Carter E. Joining me along, I guess not alongside this week, but uh, on the other side of a computer is my producer, Jeff Mulvihill of InstaImage.com. Jeff, how are you doing today? Very good. Had a long weekend, but here in school started today for the high schools. Yeah, I'm taping from an undisclosed location in South Carolina at the moment. <laughs> I don't mean that as cryptic as as I as I said it, but uh, before we go any further, I do want to thank today's title sponsor in uh, Double J Auto in Gardnerville. That's you can find them online at www.doublejautoinv. Uh, as some of the coaches know, and I think I've I think I alluded to uh, on the last couple episodes of the podcast, I'm out of town this week. Um, but don't worry, we'll, we'll have plenty of coverage of all the beginnings of high school sports for this 2022-23 season. Of course, we start off with football, which uh, starts Friday. I mean, you know, some people don't say say they're almost preseason games in a sense that, like, it, you know, you get a you get a feel for your team, and then they don't count towards region. So, you know, at the end of the day, they may not technically matter as far as win and loss, but. That's not the way I view them. So depends obviously, if you win. sorry. Depends if you win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you win, we count so, it. I know both Carson and Douglas kick off their football seasons this Friday. Douglas has got a tough schedule to start things off. They start with uh, CIF's state champs from last year in Argonaut this Friday. Uh, they will be in Minden, and then Carson will host Sutter on Sunday at home or excuse me on Friday at home as well. The S and Sutter made me think Sunday, but that is a Friday game. Both are seven o'clock starts. Uh, both should be pretty interesting as far as kind of getting the lay of the land for, for what to expect from these teams this year. And uh, Jeff, I know you've been bouncing around at some other, uh, other sports practices so far, and we'll get to a bunch of other fall sports teams. Uh, if not this podcast, but definitely next week, because I know they really start to kick things off next week. I know we have some scrimmages for some of those teams this week, but obviously they will get into uh, actual live games next week. So I will lead with uh, Douglas High football to start off uh, this week's episode. I talked to Kyle Mays and then two of their captains last week at practice and Jacob Brady and Aiden Flory. Uh, we'll start right there. Aiden Flory will be back quarterback this year for the Tigers after uh, they lined him up mostly at wide receiver last year. But he was the varsity starting quarterback as a sophomore. So he uh, he has some experience back there. And obviously he was named a senior captain. So he and Brady were both pretty thrilled about that. They also will be joined by Rock Gignac and Cole Smalley. Uh, Gignac being another senior. So those three are seniors. Cole Smalley is the only junior captain for the Tigers this year. Jeff, I think the most interesting thing I saw for a, a Tiger team that battled some injuries last year is there's only 35 kids on the uh, varsity roster through max preps and from what from what head coach Kyle May said. So depth is going to be absolutely critical for Douglas this year. And you can talk to them and it doesn't take very long for anybody to bring up going one and eight last year. And I know they they are very intent on not doing that again. And uh, but obviously, you know, depth will be will be something to watch for the Tigers this year, because with with 35 kids and a lot of kids playing both ways, if you start losing, start losing athletes to injury, it can it can pile up quickly as far as, uh, you know, some of those knot holes turning into holes or just being, you know, stuck playing uh, 
kids out of position or places they're not used to being because you're you're dealing with injuries and you're just kind of having to to make it work. But they are uh, they are excited this season. I know they've been they've been getting after it in conditioning. Uh, for when, when I got out there, they were mostly running, so that's uh, that's something I know they were they were really working on. Um, like I said, one and eight last season. Um, but the quote from Kyle Mays, I got, he said, overall, we're in a much better place this year. We feel really, really good. Kids are working hard overall. We just want to be better. If you're satisfied with one and eight, this is probably not the place for you. And I thought that was, that was pretty fitting because they all brought it. I didn't really have to ask it. They, they brought it up on their own and none of them were content with one and eight. I know it was obviously Kyle Mays' first year as the head coach. He's been involved with Douglas high football for a long time, but first year as a head coach and. Yeah, that's not typically the way you want to start off your career, but I imagine they're they're really rearing to go here this fall. And uh, you know, I, did you get out to many Douglas games last year outside of the Douglas Carson game? I know, obviously, we've we've got Ron down there most of the time. Yeah, no timing was always bad, and and mm-hmm. Ron was Ron chased them all over the North State. But I'm I'm really curious this year with them because Douglas athletics kind of started a trend last year with basketball. You know, every we heard it with basketball. We heard it with baseball, softball, uh, all the sports. And, you know, now it's football's chance to uh, hit it hard, hit it early and, and, you know, try to stay healthy. And staying healthy was not something that we talked about with basketball last year. They were all healthy and they were all in condition mm-hmm. and they were all ready for the season. Same thing when we rolled into baseball and softball season. We didn't talk about injuries with Douglas, so. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping with, you know, maybe they've started a new trend down there. It's school wide. That'll be scary for the rest of the North State. Uh, yeah, the tiger gets going, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cliche, but it was amazing to hear. Regardless of sport, regardless of gender, the you hear all the seniors talk about how much closer knit the teams were last year compared to the year prior, and. I'm curious to see if that kind of carries over into this season, given that, like you alluded to, you know, you saw all the success in winter and spring sports uh, and not to say there wasn't successful teams in, in the fall, but as far as, you know, football goes, I'm sure they're, they're chomping at the bit given that they had to listen to, to, and I, you know, some of those seniors were on the football team too. And so they know they, they had to, had to hear about it. I'm sure from all the other, the athletes that, that weren't on those teams that were, you know, making runs at state titles and whatnot and winning regional titles. And so I'm sure that that Douglas team is, is ready to go. But like I said, with that schedule, you know, not only are they, they a little short on depth, they did not take it easy on themselves to start the year. They go with back-to-back CAF champions and uh, division three and division six. Like I said, they will have Argonaut to start things off and then they will go down to Vanden. And then Jeff, guess who they start the regional uh, regional play against McQueen, who won <laughs> Northern Nevada uh, Class Five A North last year. So I'm curious about three. McQueen though. They've they lost two mm-hmm. key players. I mean, I know they have oh, depth, yeah. but they lost two key players last year. Absolutely, but it still doesn't take away from uh, you got three teams coming off titles, if you will, um, in some form or fashion from last year to start the season. Uh, so. I, yeah, I, I do like you, to use the term. How do you schedule that? That's awesome. I mean, you just get on the phone they, and start going, hey, come on they up. Were, like I said, they were rearing to go. And um, I use the term litmus test a lot, but 
those first three games, I don't even know where where. I mean, obviously, it'll be a litmus test of some some descent to see where you know where everything fits. And I know they were still trying to figure out exactly who was going to play where on the offensive line. Um, and obviously, that's something you can kind of start to more pencil in as as the season goes on and you play games. But yeah, they did not. They were. It will not be not be an easy start for Douglas this year. But that's not to say that they aren't ready for the challenge. It certainly seemed like they were all gearing to go i'm trying to think of how many different ways i can say uh you know ready for the season i got gearing to go i got chomping at the bit i got ramping up you know it's there it's all there all those all those terms are there and uh then they they are at vanden at mclean and at reno um through september 9th so three home games or three away games excuse me after starting the season on a home game then they'll take on galena at home they travel to reed september 23rd damani ranch at home on the 30th of course, they got Carson on the 14th of October after a bye week. That game is at Carson this year after being at Douglas last year. And, uh, Jeff, we all remember that Carson-Douglas game last year. Obviously, a game-winning field goal for the Senators. Douglas remembers. Trust me. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> they remember. They are very aware that they lost that game on their, their home field, and they watched they watched the, uh, the Royal Blue and White celebrate on their home field. And they uh, – they said they'd be very, very classy if they beat Carson, but that is absolutely their intention going in at Carson is to beat Carson. And I think we talked about, I mean, we obviously didn't have the podcast last fall, but I know we've all talked about the fact that they don't end the year with Carson anymore. So on October 21st, they get a home game against Spanish Springs to finish out the season. Um, I still don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. Obviously, I saw it last year, but... I really think that rivalry game should finish the regular season, in my yeah, opinion. Rivalry and, week on on uh, Nevada weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that changed. I don't know who made that change. Who decided that was that was a change? Obviously, scheduling, especially with the regional stuff, I imagine goes a little bit higher up than just the coaches. But uh, it is interesting that they uh, don't play that game last anymore and they go to uh, they will host Spanish Springs this year on October 21st to cap the regular season before obviously any regional uh, football playoffs commence so very interesting to see what Douglas has got going on uh, as I alluded to a little bit from getting out to practice you got Aiden Flory I obviously walked through the captains there Aiden Flory like I said will be back at quarterback this year uh, out wide or excuse me, behind Flory, you can see Connor Jackson and Ben Lamalu at tailback. At least those were the first two names uh, that Kyle Mays brought up. Out at wide receiver, you might see some familiar faces in Trace Estes, Riker, Ravinius, and then Max Swain, younger brother of Cam Swain, who is out playing collegiate football at the moment. Um, Jacob Brady, fellow captain, will see a lot of time on both lines, offensive and defensive. Uh, and Mays kind of joked that Flory may be the only quarterback in Northern Nevada to play both ways. Uh, obviously, Snelling was Robbie Snelling played both ways last year. But uh, do you do would you consider him more of a quarterback or a linebacker last year? Because because I might lean linebacker over quarterback. Yeah, he preferred linebacker. Yeah. That kid loved hitting people. Mm hmm. Uh, won't be doing much of that, obviously, uh, with the Padres organization. <laughs> I guess you can still hit people with baseball, but not the same. I'm sure. I'm sure that's not, not advised not, as a rookie. Not you, definitely not advised there. Uh, defensively, you'll see Cole Smalley at at middle linebacker. Still got a Smalley, you know, walking down the middle of the field for Douglas. Obviously, Chris 
only got to play in a couple of couple of snaps last season. He's now at the University of Nevada, Reno, up there. Uh, ben Shins. Ben Shinzing, excuse me, and Aaron Tekanzik will get time at linebacker as well. Like I said, Jacob Brady, who is a second team all region player on defense, will be on the defensive line. Uh, Kyle, or excuse me, Flory will be down there as well. Kyle Koontz is expected to take a lot of time at tight end and is also listed on the defensive line as well. Koontz was an honorable mention at defensive tackle last year. Uh, the secondary is going to be interesting this year. A lot of talk about the secondary with uh, some younger younger guys there. I think they're excited to see uh, what happens. You'll see Connor Jackson, Max Swain, uh, Zach Westbrook, and Grant Gomes back there for the Tigers, kind of being the the Hawks in the secondary, if you will. Um, Smalley was the leader in the clubhouse for punter if we switch over to special teams early on, but I know that can obviously change as the season goes. And then Caleb Valdez was penciled in as the kicker for Douglas. Overall coaching staff, mostly the same. Matt Trenton on offense. Ryan Moglich will be the D coordinator. Brady Ovard has taken over the quarterbacks in defensive line coach. And familiar face in Stephen Nelms will serve in his first season with the Tigers as the running backs and DBs coach there. So that pretty much, I guess, is your run through of what to see from Douglas football. I know I have an interview coming up here a little later as we take this on Monday with Carson head coach Ryan Beauchard. So not quite as familiar with them yet, but soon enough. And don't worry, that preview will be out in Wednesday's paper along with a Douglas High girls soccer season preview, which I talked to Andrew Robles about last week as well. I know they were finishing up some varsity lineup roster spots. They've got those finished. They got that taken care of this uh, this weekend. So they are excited. They've got a preseason tournament with a bunch of teams coming up from Las Vegas, uh, Coronado, Bishop Gorman, some of the big big powerhouse girls soccer schools in Class Five A. So they're they're excited to see that. Obviously, there'll be some Northern Nevada teams there too. Uh, the Douglas boys soccer team will be a part of that on their own side of things. There, that is the 19th and 20th. So those should be. A lot of fun games for for soccer fans to get out started early. I mean, that's that's I mean, there's a lot of a lot of big time programs coming up for for those games. And that should be interesting to see uh, where everybody kind of stands early afterwards. Obviously, early season soccer games, a lot can change. A lot can change after any any early season sporting event. But uh, very curious to see how they how some of these northern Nevada schools stack up with some of the powerhouses of uh, Southern Nevada in, especially in the class five, a side of things. Um, Jeff, I know we also have some scrimmages coming up on the Carson high side of things with, uh, volleyball. They take on mammoth today, today being Monday, uh, this, this afternoon, I guess, obviously you guys will be hearing this on Tuesday. Uh, it sounds like Carson high girls soccer has an interest squad scrimmage coming up as well. Uh, I guess anything here early on that you've kind of seen from being out at, at practices for for Carson High that you think uh, people may be interested to know, or is it kind of we'll see how things go once the season uh, kicks off? I haven't I haven't seen the boy. I I was out early, so during summer training uh, with the boys, and uh, it's a different it's a di- and like we heard last week um, talking with Ian and and Pedro, it's it's a different group. Uh, the dynamic seems different. They're all the, you know, we always talk about this being bought in kind of an idea. Uh, they're working hard uh, on the boy side, girl side as well. I mean, 
you've got a fair number of returners, um, quite a few seniors this year for the girls. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see them on the field. Um, they've also got Carson is these the girls are going to be involved in a tournament up at uh, South Tahoe High. So I think Galena is going up South Tahoe High, and South Tahoe High is they're no joke. I mean, those they're a legit program up there, and the, and I know that the coach over at uh, Lake Tahoe, uh, yeah, Lake Tahoe Community College is also part of the soccer program up in Tahoe. So he's really helping to drive, especially on the girls' side. He's the head coach at the at the college there. So and and we've had players from here go there to play, and then go on go on beyond that uh, fairly recently, actually. So it, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, I'm really curious what the other teams are going to be bringing. Um, you know, coach, coach, like the Galena boys coach, Marco Merlo moved to Minogue. So I'm curious what those different changes are going to bring, uh, different looks for teams, uh, somewhat similar to what we had, you know, last year we had a new, new football coach at Douglas and this year we have a new football coach at Carson and that new coach brings in new stuff. So it'll be interesting, you know, kind of across the board, I think with a lot of fall sports. Yeah, you led right into where I was going to pick up next with uh, Carson High having a new head coach and Ryan Bouchard taking over. He, much like Kyle Mays, was familiar with the program, had been a part of the program before taking over, but this is his first year in the varsity head coach's role. Uh, I know they were still figuring out a lot of things when I saw them at practice last week and got some photos, but uh, they should have uh, a pretty... I mean, I think they're they're going to be gearing to go as well here for the, the start of the season. They they kick off the year, like I said, against Sutter, but they go with three teams from out of the region to start the season. Uh, Sutter and then Calaveras from San Andreas, California, the following weekend. And then they start September against Basic out of Henderson, uh, Nevada. Obviously, that being Southern Nevada, Las Vegas for I'm sure everybody more familiar with the state than I am, but uh, I don't know much about Vegas, but I do know where Henderson is. So uh, they follow, they, they go right into class five, a region play against Galena. That game is on the road. They've got Reed at home. Then they go at McQueen home against Spanish Springs at Bishop Minogue. And well, here's a little scheduling thing. Uh, they finished the season with Douglas. That is Carson's last game. However, it is not Douglas's last game. So, Maybe I got to go ask some people down in uh, Minden Gardnerville how that worked out because uh, Carson obviously made it there, their final game before the playoffs. And also it probably has to do with Carson's bye, I think, comes at the end of the year as opposed to being um, somewhere in the middle of the season. And yeah, that's that's what it looks like based off the dates on the schedule there. So Carson's bye will be at the end of the season heading into the playoffs if they are playoff bound, which I'm sure that is something they are absolutely trying to do this season and obviously with the NIAA taking eight football teams into the playoffs out of nine um the only one team will be on the outside looking in so very curious to see how that shakes out we will have a lot more on Carson High football next week along with a lot more of these fall sports breakdowns coming up as I talk to all these coaches throughout this week Uh, I'm sure we'll have some audio maybe maybe even get somebody on here we'll see Uh, we'll use that as a little a little tease for next week but otherwise i'm excited to get things rolling jeff i don't know about you i'm ready for fall sports to be back in action i'm ready to have my what tuesday thursday and friday nights taken up and maybe some saturday afternoons wednesdays so, too wednesdays too boys okay. soccer yeah. wednesdays yeah. girls soccer soccer wednesday you got that's right thursday volleyball saturday soccer and Friday. yeah you you don't have a day off what are you talking about sunday monday come on yeah, right, <laughs> my right. weekends just change my weekends my weekends just, just moved. Just shifted. 
season to season. You know, who needs consistent scheduling? That's overrated. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to my producer, Jeff Mulvahill. You can check out his work online at www.instaimage.com. Obviously, all these stories that we've alluded to can be found online at Nevada Appeal and RecordCourier.com as well. Thank you to today's title sponsor in Double J Auto NV. That is, you can find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. That's going to do it for episode 39, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.